Welcome to the Marriage on Fire podcast, the show for couples that shares research-based relationship insights, advice, and strategies for creating and sustaining a happy and fulfilling marriage, where we look at the stuff that truly makes the relationship and how to live a good life. And here's your host, husband and dad and relationship coach, Gideon Hanacom, creator of the popular New Zealand-based blog, therelationshipguy.com. Hey everybody, this is Gideon and welcome back to episode number 12 here on Marriage on Fire. Today I want to talk about the idea of projection, specifically psychological projection and more specifically the theme of how projection can keep your marriage stuck. The reason I want to talk about it is because I've started noticing quite a few examples in my personal life, not me personally, but people I know, family members, as well as friends and also clients I've been working with that have in a sense fallen victim or they've fallen trapped to or step into the trap of psychological projection they've started using this idea or this defense mechanism of the mind in you know in a way to move their relationships or their marriages forward the problem with psychological projection is is that it's not a great strategy to ultimately create new results in your life what it does do however is it actually keeps you stuck and it keeps you stuck for a long time until you actually learn to deal with the things that you're actually dealing with or struggling with internally and sort of to release those things you know at some point or another before you can actually start moving things forward but I want to explain to you what psychological projection is some of you have an idea some of you've even used this uh, phrase in some way or another telling someone that you're just projecting but I want to explain sort of what it is I also want to give you a couple of examples of what it might look like in the context of a relationship or a marriage and I want to give you four specific things I call it the four areas of responsibility that I would challenge you with uh, that you need to seriously go and consider in order to start moving things forward if you are using psychological projection in your marriage or, or love life right now to try and create the results that you want because ultimately it's not a strategy that is very effective for that end. It might keep you safe, it might keep you kind of out of harm's way, it might you might keep you in a, in a sense in a comfort zone but it's not great in creating any better results in your life and I'm going to challenge you if you are perhaps somebody that's doing that right now and I'm going to give you a couple of areas that I would challenge you with uh, to take, you know, start taking very seriously and start considering um, as some serious food for thought to start moving things forward. So let's quickly start with uh, the idea of psychological projection. What is it? Now, if you do a quick Google search, you will come up uh, with this, this quote that will come up or this definition will come up. And I'm just going to read it to you. I think it's a, a very, very good sort of summary of what it is. And it gives a good explanation of what it is. So the quote that you find on Google when you just do a quick search right now says that psychological projection is a defense mechanism in which the human ego defends itself in order to cope with difficult feelings or emotions. Psychological projection involves projecting undesirable feelings or emotions onto someone else rather than admitting to or dealing with the unwanted feelings. So essentially what it is, if I just put it in layman's terms, in a sense, uh, psychological projection is this idea or this thing that we do. It is, in a sense, a defense mechanism of our egos, of the mind, where we feel, you know, we're dealing with certain unconscious feelings or emotions that makes us uncomfortable. We don't like dealing with them. And so it is easier to just, in a sense, suppress them, but also then, you know, project them, kind of externalize them by putting it onto something or someone else. So in a sense, what we're doing is we're just simply giving our own baggage away by putting it on someone else 
And by doing so, we're actually protecting our own ego. We're protecting ourselves. Um, we're kind of avoiding dealing with any difficult feelings that that particular thing might actually create within ourselves. And it's just much simpler to put it on someone else and blaming someone else uh, as the real, you know, causing factor for whatever it is that we're dealing with. So to give you some sort of specific example, so as an example that you're somebody that constantly tells someone else, and, or, you know, let's say you just tell your spouse constantly that they're a rude person, you know, they, they, do, they have issues with anger, you know, and so they're very rude. When you're projecting what that's really about is really you being a rude person, knowing that unconsciously, or perhaps you know it consciously, but you're struggling with, with that fact. And so it's easier to just project it onto your spouse by saying that they're the one that actually that's actually rude, whereas it's actually you. Uh, it's actually you that's the one that that has some issues with rudeness. Or let's say as an example, you have issues around low self-esteem. It's much easier to kind of just put it on my spouse, put it on my love, you know, my lover, put it on my partner, saying that they're the one that actually has low self-esteem. They have issues with themselves, how they see themselves. When it's really you that has very low self-esteem, you know, very low self-worth. It's just easier to put it on someone else like your partner um, rather than actually dealing with it yourself, dealing with the fact that you actually think very little of yourself. Third example is, let's say as an example, that you know you are very uh, judgmental by nature. You're somebody that, that just judges. And so it's easier to say that my spouse is judgmental. My spouse is the one that constantly critiques others. My spouse is the one that's critical. Um, and uh, or overly critical, whereas the reality is, is there's actually me that's very judgmental. I'm the one that has a very critical kind of disposition, and so I'm very quick to judge, and and so, but that that's a problem for me. And so, to protect my ego, you know, to protect myself, and 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 rather than dealing with it, it's easier just to externalize it, put it on someone else, and say they are the one that actually has the problem, and uh, and not me. Now the problem with projection is, even though it's a great sort of you know defense mechanism of the mind, a great defense mechanism of your ego, keeping you safe. The problem with that is it is not a great strategy for three things. When I when I thought of it, I I came up with three things that I think are actually important to create a a happy marriage, and using projection, psychological projection, is actually not great for any of these three things. So we need these three things to create a happy relationship, but using projection as your strategy, consciously or unconsciously, is not a great strategy to create any of these three things. So the first thing that projection is not that great at is actually helping you obtain happiness. Because as long as I'm projecting, as long as I'm externalizing certain uncomfortable or even bad negative feelings that I'm experiencing on the inside, as long as I keep projecting it and actually externalizing it, putting it onto someone else, putting my baggage on someone else, saying it's really them that's got the problem. As long as I keep doing that, in a sense, I'm, I keep blaming others for you know various things. I keep blaming my spouse for certain things that I'm actually feeling on the, in, on the inside. The problem is as long as I keep blaming, as long as I keep externalizing, as long as I keep passing the buck and keep putting my baggage on my spouse, you know, happiness will always elude me because ultimately happiness starts with self-acceptance. It starts with you know, just accepting your lot. It, it, it starts with accepting yourself. It starts with accepting the present uh, tense uh, and and things, you know, how things are right now. It starts with accepting, you know, mostly yourself and, and being okay with that. And as long as I keep blaming someone else or as long as I keep putting, you know, certain emotions out, outside of myself, externalizing, putting on my wife or putting on my husband, 
um, and I'm using projection as a way to do that, happiness will always elude me because happiness will always be outside of my grasp because there's always someone or something that I that I yet you know still don't have or there's someone in my life that's causing me to be unhappy but I'm never the one that's at fault I'm never the one or you know we never tend to think that I'm the one that's actually the the causing reason or the you know the core reason for why I'm actually you know unhappy right now and so it's just easier to blame someone else so if you're using projection it's great to protect you by passing the blame, but it is really, really a bad strategy to try and obtain happiness because happiness will always elude you because there's always something else that's the reason why you're unhappy. The second thing that projection is really bad for is personal growth. Because if I'm in a situation where I kind of believe that there's nothing wrong with me and someone else is always to, to be blamed, someone else is the one that's got the problem, my, my spouse, my wife, my husband, they're the one with the problem, then and and I'm perfect or I'm not perfect but I don't have that particular problem then as long as I as I harbor that mindset or that belief that you know they need to change I'm not the one that needs to change in, in a specific area then I can't really grow personally I can't really develop and get better in one area so if my partner if I can't, if I believe my partner is really the one with the anger issue but it's really me that's got the anger issue and I'm just projecting it onto her then it is very difficult for me to actually grow through my anger and actually become more patient and actually become more um, you know, in control of my emotions because I'm not the one with the problem. It's my spouse that's got the problem with anger, not me. And so as long as I keep doing that, it is almost impossible for me to actually look in the mirror and actually start growing in that area in my life that's very needed. So projection, again, is great for protecting your ego, but it's really, really poor. It's a really bad strategy and a poor strategy for actually, you know, developing personally and growing personally. The third thing that projection is really bad for is improving your situation. Why? Because again, Projection, in a sense, uh, is you know by definition, uh, is saying that something else is the problem. Something outside of me is the issue. So even though I might be having, you know, I might be the person with the problem. I might be harboring certain emotional in, emotions that I'm struggling with. As long as I project it on someone else and say, well, they really the reason why we're in this mess, or they're the one that's unhappy. They're the one that's angry. They're the one that's uh, judgmental. They're the one with low self-esteem. As long as I keep doing that. And again, it's something outside of me, then in a sense, I don't have any responsibility to change anything, you know, because it's not me that has to change, it's someone else that has to change. And so as long as I harbor again that belief and I have that worldview or that view of how things are, as long as that's in place, then, you know, and, and it's something else's or something else is at fault here, then I can't really improve my situation because my situation can only improve when they improve. And again, that's a trap. And projection again, you know, make you know, it keeps you comfortable and it protects your ego, but it doesn't really help you improve your situation because you, in a sense, believe that somebody else that's keeping you stuck in your current situation. So, in the context of a marriage, it's very easy to believe that my wife is the reason why I'm unhappy, you know, for whatever reason. But unless or until I actually get to the point where I realize that I'm actually the causing factor for my own unhappiness, until I do that my situation will stay the same. I can't improve my situation. As long as I keep projecting whatever I'm lacking on the inside, whether I'm aware of it or not, but as long as I keep projecting it onto my spouse, as long as I keep doing that, um, my situation will remain the same. So I wanna give you four areas to kind of think about that you need to seriously consider 
uh, if you want to start changing or if you want to change your situation because projection is not a great way to actually change your situation. You, it's a great strategy again for protecting your ego, protecting your mind, protecting you, but it's a really poor strategy for improving your situation. So I want to give you a better strategy and that strategy consists out of four areas. And I call this strategy taking responsibility. And you've got to take responsibility for four specific areas. These areas are you know, going to challenge you, but they're important. And until you actually take responsibility for these four areas and you keep using projection as your way to you know, remain safe within your situation, your situation won't improve. So the first area that I want to challenge you at to take responsibility for is what I call responsibility for self. You need to take responsibility for yourself. You need to take responsibility for whatever it is that you're actually bringing into your situation right now. You need to have a hard, long look in the mirror asking yourself, what am I actually doing? What am I bringing to the table that's actually contributing to the situation in my marriage right now? Regardless of what I believe my spouse is doing or not doing, what am I doing? What am I bringing to the table? What am I neglecting to do? What am I not doing? How, I, how am I responding? How am I kind of walking around? What's my emotional state? The feelings I'm carrying around? How am I actually, you know, um, what is it like to be married to me? You know, those are all important questions. And if you want to change your situation, again, projection is not a great strategy for that. You've got to firstly take responsibility for yourself. This is perhaps the harder one because in a sense, what projection does is actually keeps you from from doing this. It actually keeps you from, it causes you to avoid this, this very challenge. But if you want to start turning things around in your situation, and it doesn't matter whether you've been married for eight years or, or you know 50 years, it doesn't really matter. The principle still applies to us, to us all. So you want to start asking yourself, you know, how can I take more responsibility for myself and focus on you, focus on myself, do what you can to start improving your situation because you don't control your partner, you don't control your spouse, never will, never have, never will, you only control yourself. The second area that you've got to start taking responsibility for is what I call responsibility for the situation. I love what Gary Vaynerchuk says that, you know, when he thinks of something, he always expects you know, um, him, or he always believes that he's the reason to, you know, f to blame. He's, he's always the, the causing factor in everything. So when things go to crap, he just blames himself. It's a far easier way to be sort of approach things because by doing that and harboring that thing, you take responsibility to change the situation. For as long as we keep, again, externalizing certain things and we keep blaming other things or other people for the reason why we're in the mess we're in or why we have a current situation or a current uh, experience, as long as we keep doing that, um, we, we remain powerless because in a sense what we're saying is is that our the ability for us to change our situation is really in someone else's hands and unless or until that person changes things, I'm just stuck in a sense. Now that's a lie, it's a trap when we start believing that or when we hold on to that belief. You have to take responsibility for the situation. You have control, you have power within your situation and you might not have power over your whole situation, like you don't have power over your spouse, but you do have power over your own actions, your own habits, your own attitude, mindset, thoughts, reactions, you know, and all those things. You have power over what you bring into your situation and into your marriage. So you've got to not just take responsibility for yourself, but you also have to take responsibility for the situation, or at least your part of the situation and what you can control, what you can change, and you actually go to task on that. Projection, again, will avoid you or keep you from doing this. It will, it will cause you to avoid doing this. 
but this is the only way that you can actually start changing things. Again, whether you've been married for eight years or 50 years, it doesn't matter. The principle applies to us all. You've got to take responsibility for your part and your situation. In the context of marriage, you've got to take responsibility for your marriage before you can actually start you know, changing things. The third area of responsibility you've got to take responsibility for is what I call responsibility for your desired outcome. If you want to create a better situation, if you want to create a better result in your life, you need to take responsibility uh, for the desired outcome. You need to, one, get clarity about what does the desired outcome actually look like? You know, what is it that I'm actually trying to, to create? It's easy to complain about your current situation, but it's not as easy to actually have an alternative in mind. And I've tested this with so many clients now where I would ask them, you know, to tell me about your situation and they would, you know, go on this rant about how things are, you know, not great or what, which things are, you know, are bothering them or what they don't like about their partner or whatever the situation is. But once I ask them the question about what does your ideal marriage actually look like, they're kind of at a loss for words because very few of us actually think about the desired outcome that we want. We are very clear about the things that we don't want. We are definitely very clear about the things we don't like in our partners and we don't want from our partners. But how many of us are actually very clear on the desired outcome of what we do want? How many of us actually know what it looks like, what this sort of goal that we have in our minds or this sort of expectation that we have actually look like? What is it actually for us? Have we actually thought of it? Have we actually discussed that with our spouses? Have we actually shared that with anyone? Have we actually come to terms with what it would require to actually create that outcome? It's one thing to complain and it's very easy to complain. It's a completely different thing to actually have a desired outcome in mind that's realistic, that is specific, that is time sort of time focused and actually going to task on that. Again, it's easy to complain. It's easy to externalize. It's easy to project and put all our crap on someone else saying that they're the reason why we're stuck in this mess. It is something else, a lot harder and a, and a lot different to actually have a desired outcome, something that I truly want and actually going to task on that and avoiding, you know, avoid focusing on anything that I think is sort of keeping me from that and shifting my focus to everything that I can do and I need to do to actually obtain that. You have to take responsibility for this third area if you wanna change your situation. You've gotta take responsibility for your desired outcome. The fourth and the last one area that you've gotta take responsibility for, I believe, is you have to take responsibility for what I call the required self. If you wanna create a new desired outcome, you need to understand that you also need to become a new you. You need to become a better version of you because the version of yourself right now has only been good enough to give you the result that you're getting. And I know a lot of us don't want to hear this because we think we're blameless or faultless and you know it's all our spouse, it's all our partner, or at least it's more them than us. But here's the reality. If you want to change your situation, if you want to change your marriage, if you want to improve it, if you've been married for 10 years and you've sort of been stuck in a rut for the last two years, you want to take it to a new level. You want to bring the spark back. You want to bring some, you know, spice it up a little bit. You want to improve your intimacy, be happy again. You have to understand that the person you have become has only been good enough to give you the result that you're getting right now. And if you want to prove your situation, you need to become a better version of yourself. Yes, of course, your partner need to come to the party of, you know, as well. Your partner need to sort of improve as well, but you don't control them and you, you can't take responsibility for them. You can only, again, take responsibility for the self, for you, and take responsibility for your situation. Again, like I said, it's easy to complain. It's easy to blame, but that's not where our power lies. Your power doesn't lie in blaming and complaining. Your power lies in taking responsibility for yourself 
and taking responsibility for the person you need to become in order to create the result that you want. Because like I said, you, your current you is has only been good enough to give you the result that you're getting right now. If you want something else, something that's better, you have to become better. Your relationship has to become better. And the only way that's gonna happen is by you becoming a better version of yourself. Hopefully by doing so, your partner will pick up on what you're doing and reciprocate. But even if they don't, you know, as the saying goes, rising tides float all boats. Chances are that if a new version of you starts showing up, they will at some point, they won't be able to respond to the new you in the way that they did to the old you. So it's a win-win anyway. So guys, projection, psychological projection is a great way to protect your ego. It is not a great way to actually improve your current situation. It's definitely not a great strategy to improve your marriage. And uh, if you want to turn things around, I'm going to seriously encourage you to think about these four areas of responsibility that you need to you know, seriously consider and actually do something with in order to turn things around, in order to create the result that you want. So take responsibility for yourself, take responsibility for the situation, take responsibility for your desired outcome, and lastly, take responsibility for the required self that is needed to obtain the desired outcome. I hope that served you. If you've got any questions or comments, just leave them below or send them to me personally at the relationshipguy.com or on Facebook or wherever. I'd, I'd love to just you know respond to them personally. And uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And uh, if you think somebody else would uh, you know be served by this, just share it with them. Uh, and uh, and hopefully we can uh, you know reach a lot of people. So again, thanks for listening to me and sign in next week for our next episode. And until then, as I always say, go out, live and love uh, fully and also take care of each other and we will see each other soon. See you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marriage on Fire. If you found today's show helpful, please make sure to follow and share it with someone you think needs to hear this. Also, take a moment and head over to therelationshipguy.com connect with Gideon directly. Again, thanks for listening and make sure to tune in soon for our next episode of Marriage on Fire.